Hi, and welcome to the Seven Elements of Wellness podcast. I'm Trisha Marcus. And I'm Lacey Wall, aka L-Dub. We are the creators of the Seven Elements of Wellness lifestyle routine, dedicated to helping you feel good more than you don't. The Seven Elements of Wellness are spiritual, mental, emotional, relational, nutritional, physical, and financial. And what we found is that we're all living these elements. It's how much attention are we giving each one. Because where your attention goes, your energy flows. When you combine them all and they flow together, it's powerful. This is personal development combined with an overall wellness program. After over 15 years spent on our own health and wellness journey and trying countless practices and modalities, we discovered it's not woo-woo, it's wellness. Woo-woo. Each one of us is on our own path, and what resonates with one might not resonate with another. The purpose of this podcast is to save you time, money, and energy by bringing you the knowledge and the tools that can help empower you and meet you where you're at. It's really a journey of self-love, a foundation to help you be the best version of yourself and let go of the version of you that tells you you're not. Learning to get uncomfortable with being uncomfortable and just be. Let's go. Let's see how many days in a row we can flow. Hello, hello. Welcome to this podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Stoll, here with the creators. Hello, hello. What's going on? We are in the studio today for episode 18. I like how we're doing this. I like that we're all meeting together now. Yeah. Makes it more fun. Plus, I love to share like why we're bringing these people on the podcast in the first place, because they've had an impact on our life. Today on the podcast, we have Aaron King. He is a facilitator in a process that he calls Guided Inquiry. Lacey and Trish, both of you have had an opportunity to work with him. So tell us a little bit about your experience with Aaron and and why you wanted him on the podcast. So I met Aaron King on a hike and got to learn about what he did. And it got me excited because I don't know if any of you out there have read the book Loving What Is by Byron Katie. So I had read that book and it was interesting because several people were reading it at the same time as me. And some people it rubs wrong. They read it and they just does not resonate with them. I think it's timing. (laughs) But um, for me, it resonated. I could see the value. I could see, okay, I get it. Most personal development books are all saying the same thing. It's, It's you change the way you look at things, the way you look at things change. And we're trying not to have judgments and it all made sense. But I found when I started to try to do the work in Byron Katie's book, my ego prevented me from going deep enough. So when I heard about what Aaron did, that he kind of guided people through that framework of loving what is, it got me excited and lit up. And so I was really excited to work with him. And I will say he's been pivotal in my path of like changing the way I look at things and and working on myself and realizing that our stories create a lot of our problems. Definitely. It's all about the self-inquiry. And this is my experience with Aaron. Okay. I'll just give you a little brief version. But, 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 (laughs) but, yeah. Oh, and he's like, how are you feeling? And then I don't have any butts anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Lacey, I'm like, what are you talking about? No, okay, you I have know. to explain what you I'll just did there. <laughs> I know. Okay, so it's, it's just such an awareness. It's such an awareness. And it, tr- it truly was a whole experience to be like, oh, it's the questions. We were talking about that earlier. It's the questions that he asks that get you to shift your perspective inward to be like, oh, that's a feeling. And what it helps with is it helps you not judge yourself or others. Helps you with that judgment and stay in a space of curiosity, which is really pivotal for me because that's helping me stay in the present moment 
And sometimes when you're in that fight or flight, it's good to have that compassionate inquiry, that person to facilitate a question in that moment, just to change or shift your perspective, distract you to get you out of that, that me, that judgment of yourself or that judgment of others where something's being done to you because you're feeling like something's being done to you. I don't feel safe in that moment. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's, it's been really pivotal to sit down with Aaron and have him walk me through, like facilitate, like, okay, well, is that true? So you're telling me this, is that, is that true? And then you're like, no, it's not, that's not true. Right. It just, it goes deeper. It helps you go deeper. And that's, that's what it's about. That's what seven elements is about. It's about that self-love. So the questions is just getting through that judgment that you have of yourself, getting through that ego to really dive into your self-love. Mm-hmm. The buts are the excuses. Like you run out of excuses until you realize they're, you kind of almost forget what your issue was in the first place, why you were upset. Why you were mad, why it bothered you. So that's the but, 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 oh, and what? Yeah, (laughs) I totally felt different. Like I felt different when I was like, when I'd been asked the questions and then my brain was thinking different things and I was like, I don't feel like that anymore. So yeah, it breaks you out of that, I feel like. Yeah. And I know we've shied away from giving, from assigning an element to each of these episodes, but I would say if we were, I would say this would be a relational, relational mental, because he talks so much about relationships and that dynamic. It does touch on the relational, you think relational. And then just like with every element, they're so integrated within each one. Yeah. And bringing the attention to each one to say, oh, it's relational. Then when you're focusing the attention to how it is also mental and emotional and how intricate it is to bring awareness to each of them so that it it does help with your relationships. Mm -hmm. So it is for relationships, but it's also for your mental and emotional. So it's just really beautiful how, you know, each one of these facilitators or modalities or people that we're bringing on here shows us that. Yeah. How doing the work incorporates all all seven areas. Yes, exactly. It's beautiful. Okay. So we're going to dive in with Aaron and learn more about what this guided inquiry is all about. Yes, all about is it true? Aaron King, welcome. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. Tell us a little bit about you, a little bit about your story, how you how you got to be here. Sure. So I would say when I was about 19, that's kind of when the whole world of spirituality kind of opened to me. And, um, I, I went to India a number of times. I was, and I was really, 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 um, passionate about waking up, Mm. you know, about, um, I wanted to, to become enlightened so I didn't have to suffer anymore. So, um, it was during that time that I was introduced to the work of Byron Katie, which is kind of an element of what I do now. And I was fortunate enough to get to spend some time with her. Um, I actually worked for her a little bit. And I did a lot of the inquiry work that she uh, has has introduced to the world. About probably five or six years after this kind of time of awakening and excitement, got married and then became a dad. And then life just kind of took over. Mm-hmm. And it's not that I lost my connection with the spiritual journey, but I I just I just became more encumbered with life. So in a sense, I kind of lost it a little bit. Um, Fast forward, I got divorced when I was probably 30 something. And then I entered into a period that you might call kind of a dark night of the soul, Mm -hmm. which was about 10 years. Mm. And I it lasted 10 years? Roughly. I, yeah. Wow. I mean, eight, 10 years. Wow. Just that this this period in my life that yeah. yeah. And I I kind of 
returned to the spiritual kind of quest um, with great vigor because mostly because I'm in so much suffering, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I, I spent a lot of that time in isolation for the most part, so really alone. Mm -hmm. I was also part-time raising my son, so I, I had obligations. I was living life, but I was not in the world at mm -hmm. all. And then about, I don't know, four and a half, five years ago, I met my partner, Kathleen, mm -hmm. and it was just, you know, she kind of <laughs> kind of dr started dragging me back out, you know, and the universe really started kind of dragging me back out into the world. And then it just kind of evolved that I started to work with people using the, you know, my experience of inquiry and also just whatever insight I may have gained so far on this journey. Mm -hmm. And so over the past couple of years, I've slowly started to work with people more and more doing this, this thing that I call guided inquiry. And that's kind of what I'm, that's what I offer right now to people is this process that has a lot of kind of the, the, the roots of Byron Katie's work in it, but it's evolved to a lot more. It's, it's got parts work in it. It's got somatic presencing in it. Some, if you're familiar with Gabor Mate's Compassionate Inquiry, mm -hmm. it can feel like that a little bit. So that's kind of where I am today. I just feel like the universe is, you know, calling me out more and more saying, you know, you need to, you need to serve basically. Yeah, I love that. And I was lucky enough. I love this job because we bring these guests on and then I get to meet some amazing people. And so I had the opportunity to do a session with you just a few days ago mm -hmm. before we did this interview. So I went through this process of guided inquiry that you do. And before we started, you asked me to fill out a worksheet or just to kind of become familiar with this, with this work. And at the top of the worksheet, it said, judge your neighbor. And I remember looking at it going, judge my neighbor. Like that is so against everything I've ever been taught. Right. Like, I mean, growing up, I was, grow I grew up in a very religious, you know, home and it was always yeah. love your neighbor, <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. And love one another. And so I thought, judge my neighbor. And so I, I was to choose a relationship mm -hmm. in my life that I was struggling with mm -hmm. and to really just judge this person. And it really created an interesting thought process for me. And I remember when we started to talk, you had said, it's okay, be critical, be honest, be open about your judgment. So how is it <laughs> that being so open to being critical and judgmental of people in our lives, how does that put us on a path to healing? Because it does, right? I mean, it, and we're going to get to that, but how is that a good starting point? Can you talk about that and why we need to be judgmental? Well, it's because we are judgmental. That's the thing, right? Whether we like it or not, those judgments are there. And if we're going to pretend like they're not there and try to act spiritual or, you know, holy or whatever it is, we're just denying what is there. Yeah. When we allow ourselves to see what's really there, then that's where we can actually meet it. That's where we can actually see it. And so we want to give ourselves permission to really be honest about what's there because it's there. <laughs> it's there. Yeah. And pretending like it's not there 
doesn't help us. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we're constantly judging everything. I mean, that's kind of the basis of this inquiry work. You know, it's, it's, I mentioned to you before, you know, if you're familiar with the, A Course in Miracles, which is a, um, like a channeled work, it's a whole program. Mm -hmm. One of the first teachings is you assign all of the meaning. So what does that mean? I assign all of the meaning. It literally means that our experience of reality is our perception of it. So for example, like if I'm sitting here looking at you and you give me a look, you know, then I might decide, oh, she gave me a look. That means that she doesn't like what I'm saying. Or if you were my partner, it might mean, well, she's mad at me. And if she's mad at me, then that means I did something wrong. And if I did something wrong, that means I'm bad. And if I'm bad, then I'm just going to go like hide out in the basement, right? So this is the way we're constantly assigning meaning, mm -hmm. constantly. And this process is about taking an honest look and questioning what, what we believe. I don't know what you're thinking. And so I can, I can assume, you know? Yeah. And the other thing is whatever it is you're thinking, even if you think something bad about me, does that actually have anything to do with me? Right. Right. It's like your judgments about the world. I might be included in your judgments about the world, yeah. but your judgments about the world are yours. They actually have nothing to do with me. Right. And I like how you said questioning, because mm -hmm. that's what I noticed so much mm -hmm. in this session with you and this inquiry, right? It's, it's to be curious mm -hmm. and to ask a lot of questions. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to go into my session completely, but I the relationship that I chose to work on with you was a struggle I'm having with my daughter. Mm -hmm. um, she's 14. So aside from being a teenager and all the hard stuff that goes on with that, she's also a type one diabetic. So there's some health struggles that she has. And we have a big struggle between us of taking care of her health. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I have a certain perception of how she be, should be taking care of it. And so does she. And it was such an interesting experience to look at this through this work that you do as as you facilitated this process you asked me a lot of questions yeah and and so i had to answer mm -hmm. <laughs> those questions like it's not like counseling right it's not like therapy i'm not listening too much i have to respond yeah to what you were asking me so what is it about this guided inquiry in the form of questions how does that work? Well, it's about the fact that you were tapping into your your wisdom, right? Your truth. Like you have everything you need all, all the way down to the principle of you are that spiritual kind of essence that's here, you know, manifested, whatever. Yeah. So now I will offer insight because it definitely comes but really, you have all your insight. And so I'm just asking you simple questions to help you access what you already know, mm -hmm. even if you don't know that you know it yet. So it's really about that. I'm not going to just sit here and tell you what I think. I want to know what you think. And then what do you really think? And then what's underneath that? Let's just get to the core of you. Right. And you didn't know me. I mean, you had you had never met me before no. before that experience. But the questions that you were asking me were questions that I had never contemplated mm -hmm. before. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to give an example. Sure. Is that okay? Can yeah, I give an example? So from my session with you, I remember one of the things that I talked about was my daughter's not being responsible. Mm -hmm. I have to be responsible for her disease. Yeah. And you asked me, do you really know that she's not being responsible? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yes. You know, like <laughs> off the top, I was like, yes. And then you're like, 
do you really know that? You know, mm. you really made me contemplate. Yeah. And then I had to really think. And I thought, you know, I don't see her all the time. We're not in each other's presence 24 mm-hmm. seven. Um, she's not sick all yeah. the time. Yeah. So do I really know that she is not being responsible? Mm-hmm. I don't know that I really know that. I guess I don't. And then I remember what you said was, what is this really about? Yeah. yeah. And then I started bawling, yeah. <laughs> right? And then I started crying because I knew what it was about. And for me, it was fear, mm-hmm. you know, fear that my daughter could die. Yeah. You know, and that core feeling belief is where it was really at. Mm-hmm. I guess, would that be like my wounded part? Yeah. There's, where do you go from there? Okay. So we are often accessing and contacting what I would call like the exile or the wounded part, the the uh, wounded child, right? Mm-hmm. So whatever our trauma is, is in there, but that's not all that's in there. So what we really want to do is see where it's coming from. So this really actually didn't have anything to do with my daughter. This is more about me being scared that that something bad is going to happen to me again, right? Because yes. we have our history. Right. And so there's something in me, some trauma that I that's still there that's informing my experience saying, you need to be on guard. You need to be on guard. Something bad is going to happen, something mm-hmm. bad. And then it just gets put onto her or to whatever else. Yes. So you had that part, right? You have that part. But then there was also more that you had, right? Yeah. So then when more. I ask you, <laughs> is this part that's scared, is this all of you? It It's not. And right. It never is. Right. Right. So then you also have this you know, th- and this is why I love this discovery. It's fun because we yeah. get to see who you really are. Yeah. It doesn't feel super fun in the moment. <laughs> <laughs> by the end, though. <laughs> but, but no, I really, by the end of that session, I was lighter. Yeah. I literally felt lighter. Mm-hmm. Like this weight had been lifted off of me because you had shifted my perspective mm-hmm. in a way where I had felt out of control And then it was like, I actually am in control. Like I can be in control. Yeah. Well, first of all, I would say all I did was help you connect with that part of you that's already free. Yeah. Right. That's all we did in in a simple way was just help you reconnect with that part of you that wasn't traumatized. That's okay. Mm -hmm. Right. And then as far as the control, all right, what can we control? We can't control what other people do. We try to do that. I know. Right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And here's why we try to do it is, okay, so a big part of this is what we're taking responsibility for. Mm -hmm. And it's very common, especially in, you know, dysfunctional upbringings and, you know, which most of them are. Yeah. To take responsibility for what other people are feeling. And then also to to give them responsibility for what we're feeling. Mm -hmm. Right? So if I need mom or my partner or my daughter to act a certain way so that I can feel better. Now I'm enslaved. Right. Now now I need to change and control her because I need her to feel this way so that I can just relax. The reality is she can't do it for me. It's not hers to do and it's not mine to do for her. I have to choose my happiness. I have to choose to face what's unresolved in me. And when we take that, when we realize that it's, you know, some people can say, God, that feels like awful. It feels like such a big responsibility. But on the other hand, it's the one thing that we actually can 
control, if you will. Like we do have the power to choose to meet what's going on inside of us. Yeah. And once you get there, it's very empowering. Yes. And that seems to be kind of a theme with a lot of our guests on this podcast is owning your power, stepping Mm -hmm. into your power, becoming empowered by working on yourself and looking at yourself. Mm -hmm. And every time we blame somebody, we're giving away our power. Yeah. I'm blaming you for the way I feel. Now I don't get to take responsibility for the way I feel because it's your fault. And now I need to, you know, give give all my energy to you Mm -hmm. and try to get whatever I'm trying to get out of you. It's about control. I want control. Mm -hmm. And we all want control, right? Yeah. (laughs) So this letting go of control is, it's just, we're going to lay it down at some point, right? Even if it's on our dying breath, you know, we're all going to transition out of this place. We're going to surrender. We're going to, there's no way around it. Yeah. So can we start to begin that process of surrender? And I like to I like to do it just little by little. And I think we talked about this a little bit. Yes. Oftentimes you feel like it's like an all or nothing. Oh, either I'm surrendered or I'm not. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I really like, because what I found is it can be like the subtlest shift can have the most profound effect. So literally just can I allow myself to feel a little more open mm-hmm. or a little more connected? It's like, oh my God, that just really changed everything. Yes. And I definitely felt that. I hope our listeners can just feel because you have a very calm and a very <laughs> relaxing voice. No, you really do. Yeah. And and your sessions are most, mostly on the phone. Yeah. I do my sessions over the phone. Which I think that's actually a really valuable way to do this kind of work because mm-hmm. you're very in tune to yourself and you're just hearing this voice. So like I said, hearing your calm voice yeah. in my head as yeah. I'm working through this was very comforting. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel threatened. I didn't feel pressured or anything. You know, it's not like I'm in an office or I'm I'm face to face with uh, with someone. It's mm-hmm. just I hear your voice. Yeah. And it's beautiful. It's really valuable, I think, to do it that way. And yes, we did talk about just doing a little bit. And so I remember thinking, okay, I have to let it go. Here's my new perception. And your comment about just what you just talked about, doing just a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, I could do that. Yeah. You know, I think it was like 5 p.m. So we were about ready to go have dinner. You know, that's a diabetic thing. You got to check your blood sugar. And you. And I just, I got off our session. I did not ask her. I did not bother her. And it was the most freeing yes. feeling just just to trust her mm-hmm. and this the evening flowed so smoothly and I thought what have I been creating all this time like I've been creating this like mm-hmm. you said because I've been trying to control yeah and just letting that go that one evening it was so freeing and so empowering and I admit the next day I had to catch myself a few times because I was like oh we're breakfast and what are you eating and did you do your shot and did you take your medication and then I was like oh wait because we had had that conversation and it was so beautifully in that process was in my head I caught myself instead of getting anxious about it I caught myself going oh and I did I remember saying like did you do your shot you know did you take your insulin but I did it a little bit (laughs) I was was a little bit more calm with her and I and I noticed yeah and that's another question that you asked me a lot was what do you notice Mm -hmm. and I loved that question what do you notice about this what do you notice about your feeling Mm -hmm. 
So I, I mean, I could go on and on about this, but I want to go on to some other topics, but I just, the work that you do, this process of this guided inquiry, so beautiful, yeah. so beautiful. And I just want to say real quick, that's the way it's going to be. Like when we do a session, you know, you might find like, oh my God, I feel really connected and really peaceful and whatever it is, expansive or excited or whatever it is, because you, you're really, you, you have accessed a greater part of you, right? And you're mm -hmm. really connected with it. Now we have our whole lifetime of habit that we still have to reckon with. Mm -hmm. So it's gonna come up, right? Yes. And we do have when we we have to choose. I wish we didn't. Mm -hmm. I, I never wanted to have to choose. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be so much easier. <laughs> yes. That's right. But it's a process. Yeah. It's a process. Definitely. And, but to know that to know that, that choice is there. To have had the experience of it, that gives us gives us a shot, you know, it's like, and then, then it's up to us to remember. Yeah. And remember. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay, let's talk about relationships. Like, mm -hmm. let's get into, I mean, we've been talking about like a mom-daughter relationship, but let's talk about partner relationships okay. because that seems to be kind of a struggle for people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and relationships are not supposed to be as, I mean, at least we don't want them to be a struggle. We want love we want peace we want joy we want connection yeah. mm -hmm. and a lot of times the person we love the most is the one we struggle with the most yeah. unfortunately i i wish it wasn't that way but i feel like we're constantly working on our relationships mm -hmm. you know even in the, the work that i do i notice that too it's like it's always we're always working on the person we're closest with right mm -hmm. so can you talk a little bit about the dynamic of a partner relationship what makes our partner relationship work what mm -hmm. what what are your thoughts on relationships just overall well i think that in my experience and from what i understand i i think that the point of an intimate primary intimate relationship whatever you want to call it the point is actually to help us grow and so especially those of us that are kind of on the path, if you will, right? Those of us that are wanting to grow, wanting to transform, wanting to wake up, um, then the relationship, the person is there to reflect in us what isn't healed or what isn't resolved. And so, you know, especially in if, do you want to talk about this idea of, of a twin flame type yeah. of relationship? Yeah, I definitely want okay. to talk about twin flames because okay. that's kind of a buzzword yeah. right now. Yeah. It's, it's, I think there's a lot of different perceptions around what the twin flame relationship mm -hmm. looks like. Mm -hmm. From my understanding, twin flames are not so rosy, happy, perfect. Twin no. flames, right? <laughs> No. So it's like, I really want to find my twin flame, but do I really? <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, so talk about that, because I know people are Googling it all mm -hmm. over the place. Do I have a twin flame relationship? Did I meet this person and mm -hmm. they're my twin flame? What is a twin flame and what is the purpose of that relationship? So my understanding, my experience is that it's like a twin flame relationship is one that is just that much more about transformation and liberation like it's it's really got a purpose if you will mm -hmm. and you're here to really get free and it's really messy <laughs> it's really hard <laughs> and it's really intense yeah it's like it's like a relationship on steroids right it's just 
It's like we could take a whole lifetime to work through this stuff or we could do it in five years or 10, you know, it's that, it feels like that. It's like, God, it's just relentless Mm -hmm. in showing us what, what's bringing the unconscious conscious. So whatever is unconscious over here that our partner is going to going to bring it up. So would that look like a behavior that just that just bothers us about the other person or what would that look like if it's if it's unconsciously going to bring something yeah. up through so, the other person? What does that look like? So I I think that the universe is just beyond brilliant, right? Like it's <laughs> it's so much smarter than us. Yeah. So it feels it feels like it just there's so many millions of like causal factors that go into everything. So let's say I have a wounding uh, as a child where my I felt like my mother was absent or she did a certain thing, right? Well, then it's not going to surprise me if in my relationship, my partner just happens to kind of have a similar kind of way of being or behavior or whatever okay. to help me to heal whatever it was that that was traumatized through my relationship with my mom. Okay. Like, so even it's, it's even, it's bigger than them, right? It's like things that are just out of our control. It feels like the universe just knows exactly what to do. And then the other thing is, is as your partner gets freer and, and, and is transforming and growing, it's just going to force me to do it. Right. I can't not do it. Yes. And even if I don't want to. So it's, there's just so much of this that I feel like is out of our control and is just like this intelligence that is beyond yeah. Us. Would you call it kind of like a cosmic connection? Yeah. So I think that from what I understand and in my experience, it's when, when you meet this person that this, if you will, like the soul connection. And I don't I, I again, I'm no expert on this stuff. I think soulmates is a different thing. Uh-huh. I think that's maybe more of like a. um more fun like you were yeah. saying like like we can be soulmates and really uh not maybe as much about hardcore transformation okay but i think that there's like this in- incredible soul connection that's felt when you meet yeah w- what you might call a twin flame like a real deep soul connection and that's why you don't want to leave each other because it, it, if it's messy, sometimes we're like, well, this is relationship isn't for me, right? but there's the pull to be together. So yeah, it's it's, all, it feels like you're bound. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's like you almost don't have a choice. So would you say if someone's in a relationship that is struggling and mm-hmm. let's say they're like, this is my twin flame, mm-hmm. do you recommend that twin flames work it out? Or is there ever a point where it's like, thank you for this time, you know, and, and maybe we should part ways. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I would always trust the wisdom of the person. I'm not going to say I know, you know, it's like, yeah. I would say this, this is, this is the truth that needs to be discovered. At the very least, I would say you need to do the work mm-hmm. to find out whether or not you want to stay in this relationship. Yes. Right. Cause yes. right now you might, you're in it and you don't feel like you can get out of it. And there's part of you that wants to be in it. And there's part of you that wants to be out at least do the work to get clear. Mm-hmm. And so then you can choose. Yes. Mm-hmm. So what do you do when, I mean, there's kind of, again, there's a lot of talk about like ascension and waking up right now and, yeah. and how everyone's having kind of these spiritual mm-hmm. awakenings. Mm-hmm. 
if you're in a relationship with a partner who is is not at the same pace as you yeah. are, let's say you are, you know, transforming and doing the work and releasing mm-hmm. a lot of trauma and your partner's just not <laughs> right, or is not understanding, you know, where this, where you're going, where the things are, you're kind of split in that way. Uh-huh. What would be your guidance or advice for a couple, a partnership where one is waking up a whole lot faster than the other? Um, start drinking. I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, but here's what I will say, because I hear this a lot. Uh-huh. I hear what I hear is, um, you know, my partner is keeping me from my transformation or my partner is keeping me from waking up. Right. Yes. And I would say that's bullshit. Okay. 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 So your partner is not responsible for your awakening. This is your work and there's nothing that your partner can ultimately do to keep you. If you really want to transform and wake up in whatever it is, blaming it on your partner, that's not it. Okay. That's not it. Okay. Yeah. Um, good. Now that doesn't mean you don't get to decide this isn't working for me. Mm-hmm. Right. I, this just isn't what I want. Like yeah. that's, you get to choose, but if you're staying in it and then blaming the person for what you can't achieve or whatever, that's just, that comes back to that taking responsibility for your own stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like your partner could be the, the most, you know, dense, you know, 3D, whatever you want to call it, person. Mm -hmm. And you could be as clear as Jesus, right? There's nothing keeping you from waking up. Right. And if you feel that way towards your partner, Mm -hmm. then turning it around and looking at you would be the best way to help. Well, that's the other thing is whatever you see in your partner, there's a reason you see it, right? There's a reason you see it. So it's reflecting something in you. Yeah. They talk about the mirror. It's like your partner is mirroring back to you. Like if you look into a mirror and you see your reflection, your partner is reflecting back to you. And so talk a little bit more about what that means. Cause I think that's actually a little bit hard to take accountability for. (laughs) Look, if it bothers you, you own it. If it bothers you, there's something there for you. And we hate to hear that. We're like, no, it is him. (laughs) God damn it. Right. No, it's, it's that idea that the world is, the universe is going to reflect back to us what we need to see. Right. And if, if we see it in the world, you know, I think, I think Byron Katie says things like, has said this or somebody, some other spiritual, you know, if you see it in the world, it's in you, whatever you see, it's in you. If you see anger, well, you've got anger. So, and so, and then with your partner and obviously it'd be the same. So it really goes back to learning and growth and that's what the relationship helps you do. Yes. Yeah. And then, then there's the whole other possibility of, okay, so that sounds like a lot of work, but then what are the possibilities in terms of what can the intimate connection, you know, what, 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 what can this loving connection be if we really give ourselves to it, right? Mm-hmm. Like how, how deep can we go into this, this divine union? It's a kind of a, a word that people use, right? Mm-hmm. So I think, I think there's that too, I, but that's just, again, more of this, it's just more of the awakening thing, right? It's more of the letting go into something greater than us. Yeah. Whatever that is, whatever that is for you, if it's, you know, 
God or unconditional love or source, you know, whatever, however you relate to that. Yeah. Yeah. So one other thing about Twin Flame, and this is more conceptual. Mm -hmm. So this is something just that I, my under, it's like an understanding. I don't know if it's true or not, but I, I, it feels good is that there is kind of a purpose on this planet for twin flame relationships. Mm. And that is to hold a certain kind of energy grid together. So it's like if you can establish a certain kind of energetic union, then the planet could use some grid holders right now because we are going through this, you know, really a time of transformation. Yeah. And that's really powerful. Yeah. I think we all would love to have that kind of relationship Mm -hmm. to hold space for the world in that way. Yes. I mean, isn't that kind of what we're all hoping for in our relationship? Yes. Yes. And then choosing it, there's a surrender involved, right? And there's letting down our protection and letting go of our wounding. And like, so it's, it's not easy. It's not easy, but I think ultimately it's definitely what we want. Although I think what we want more than anything is permission to just be who we are. Yeah. It it comes to that time and time again when I'm working with somebody. It's like, I want this. Why do you want that? Well, so I can have this. Well, why do you want that? And it it almost always comes down to, so I can just be who I am. Yeah. You know, just feel free to be who we are. Yeah. Yeah. Just be. Do you work with couples like and partners do you work I've started dabbling uh-huh yeah I mean you don't need like if you're struggling with a relationship as you experienced right mm-hmm. you didn't need to come in with your daughter no right because yeah. what you're because who are we really in relationship with we're kind of in relationship with our perception of this person just yes. the way we're in that's how we're in, like I said before that's how we're in relationship with everything right it's our perception of reality. It's the meaning we assign. So you can radically shift your experience in relationship by just doing this work on your partner. I also think that it's, you know, there's plenty of room to work with a couple and have that also be really beneficial. Yeah. Cause I noticed, I mean, okay, I'm going to share a really quick story about what happened right after you and I had our session where I noticed this, I noticed how it just kind of bled into the rest of my relationships. So I get off of our session. We have dinner. Okay. My oldest son, who's 19, took his dirt bike up the mountain behind our house and crashed. Okay. I literally been off of our session, off the phone with you for maybe about an hour. And I, I was worried, but I did not freak out. I literally handled that very calmly. I was so in tune to Mm -hmm. the, I don't need to control. There's Mm -hmm. nothing I can do right now. This is him. This is not me. What can I do? I can focus on me. And uh, my husband went up and brought him back down on the, you know, on the Jeep and he was all scraped up. And, and I just noticed how I was so loving. And so are you okay? Let's help you get into the house. When I think honestly, originally I would have been angry at him. What Mm -hmm. are you thinking? Mm -hmm. It was dark. You didn't have your gear on. Do you know what I mean? And my session with you was not about my son. It was about my daughter, but because of what we worked through and I shifted my perception of myself and my reactions, it 
made a big difference in my whole family that night. So I I just had to share that because I I see the so much value in this kind of inquiry that that you do. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And and again, what was the session really about? It was really about your connection with you. Yes. And you were in a, you were in greater connection with you when that happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, total setup by the universe, right? <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes. But, but it's like, oh, this is what life is like when I'm more connected with me, mm-hmm. right? And yes. yes, your connection with yourself affects your connection with everything. Yes. Everything. And that's another thing that happens, you know, when we're brought up in a dysfunctional household, if you will, which again, so many of us are, oftentimes what we learn to do is abandon ourselves mm-hmm. to go try to meet somebody else's needs so that then we can be okay. So it's very common that we are constantly abandoning ourselves to try to attend to somebody else. Problem is, is if we're not connected, if we're not at home, we can't really be connected with anything. Mm-hmm. It's like we've got to plug into us. When we do that, we're kind of plugged in to everything. I love that. Yeah. Coming back home to ourselves mm-hmm. like that. That's beautiful. Okay, so how do we connect with you? How do we find you so that we can so that we can work with you? So our listeners can work with you. So I have a website. It's uh, Aaron-King.com, A-A-R-O-N-King.com. From there, you can get to my scheduler. It's a pretty, I have to acknowledge, it's a pretty bare bones website. I have a lot of work to do in that whole you know, realm of marketing and social media and all that. Um, I have an Instagram. I wouldn't even, it's guided inquiry. That's all I know. I think that's how you find me on Instagram, mm-hmm. guided inquiry. Guided inquiry is, is the is, name of is it. My, is my Instagram name or okay. whatever. Yeah. But the website's probably the easiest way is just Aaron-King.com and you can get to my scheduler that way. Okay. Is there anything that you want to speak to maybe that we haven't touched upon just about the work you do, your thoughts about just kind of the world right now? What, what can you share with us? Anything else? Well, I mean, I think we're all aware that the world, that our reality is, is rapidly shifting. I mean, even if you, it feels like obviously a few years ago, things got, started to get really crazy. Yes. Like really crazy. Yeah. It's like, and if you think back to even 10 years ago, it's like, oh my God, life was kind of normal back then. Yeah. Or when I was a kid, like, oh my gosh, life was really normal. So we're living in this insane time. And I think it's, it's, it's a very challenging time for all of us, mm-hmm. right? feels like everything is being sped up. We're getting triggered by, you know, nonstop. It's like, it's kind of like on a collective scale, the unconscious is being brought up to be made conscious, right? And, you know, there are people out there who say we're really at a make or break time, right? Mm-hmm. That it's like we, we're going to get to decide whether or not we stay as a species on this planet or not. And, mm-hmm. You know, people like Zach Bush are saying that we've literally already entered an extinction period. If you just look at what's happening and, and how many species are dying, you know, on a daily basis or whatever metrics, so it's a pretty critical time mm-hmm. and you have people that say that, you know, there's, there are a lot of non-physical beings that are, that are really paying attention to what's happening on planet earth right now. Yeah. 
So given all that, yeah, that's kind of a lot. <laughs> it's kind of a lot, but we feel it, right? Yeah. We all feel it. Yes. It's intense. Yes. It's intense. Yes. So just acknowledging where we're at and um, setting as much as we can, setting whatever intention we want to have for not only ourselves but for the planet, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for joining us today. This has been such a great discussion. Yeah, enjoyed it. Thank you. Hey, we would love to connect with you. We believe that community and relationships are a vital element. And when you're doing the work, sometimes it can feel lonely. It doesn't have to be. You can join us on our Seven Elements of Wellness private Facebook group. This is a group where you'll get ideas, be able to ask questions, and find the support of a like-minded community. You can also find us on Instagram at Seven Elements of Wellness. This is where you'll find out about upcoming events, look for inspiration, motivational quotes, and a lot of shares. Make sure to check out our website at 7elementsofwellness.com. Here you can learn more about our mission and connect with our sponsors. You can purchase merchandise and get the latest on local and live streamed events. Are you guys down for a challenge? We got you covered. Head over to the website for all your challenge info, purchase a lifestyle kit, or download your free checklist. If you'd like to create your own seven elements of wellness community where you live, reach out to us. We'd love to help you get it started. The Seven Elements of Wellness podcast is created and produced entirely by volunteers who are passionate about sharing this message and assisting you on your journey to feel good more than you don't. If you would like to contribute to helping us continue to bring amazing content through this podcast and community events, we would love your support. You can find us on Venmo under our business account at Life Integrated. Any donation is so greatly appreciated and we thank you so much.